Hello, everyone. So, I have been thinking about something deeply. And what I've been thinking about is my relationship with believers after all of what happened in the church world when I was younger I'm more now I'm focused on the aftermath of everything and what is my relationship with believers moving forward what I can tell you is that I do recognize that in the world of religion, in terms of many of the people in it, there are many people in the world of religion who use religious behaviors, religious practices, religious morals, religious beliefs, religious worldviews, religious texts, um, religious prophecies, religious ethics, what religion calls sanctified places and religious organizations, as well as their hope and faith in supernatural, transcendental, and spiritual elements. Not excluding their convictions in the divine, sacredness, faith, as well as supernatural beings, supernatural beings, to uphold social justice, political liberation, economic equality, um, human rights, animal rights, and civil rights as well as humanitarianism. Not forgetting environmentalism. And lastly, not forgetting ending animal cruelty. There are people who use Religious rituals, religious sermons, religious commemoration and veneration of deities, saints, um, religious sacrifices, religious festivals, religious feasts, religious trances, religious initiations, religious matrimonial, funerary, funerary services, religious meditation, religious prayer, religious music, religious art, religious dance, religious public service, religious sacred histories, religious narratives, religious sacred texts, religious symbols, what religion calls holy places, religion's explanation of giving life meaning, religious explanations of the origin of life, um, religion's explanation of of the universe and other phenomena uh, to be about servant leadership, social entrepreneurship, the golden rule, the silver rule, the platinum rule, and the good Samaritan way of living one's life. So there are people who, that's what a lot of them use religion for. There's a lot of empaths and intuitives within churches, mosques, centers, synagogues, 
temples and monasteries. Um, there is a lot of sweet, gentle, generous, soothing, smooth souls within each kind of houses of worship. So, those are the types of believers that I have in my life in terms of personal relationships and professional relationships. Um, I am very glad to have them in my life. Also because we don't debate religion. We don't argue about religion. We don't fight over religion. We don't insult each other over religion. We don't persecute each other over religion. But more importantly, um, I'm glad to also have them in my life because they are refreshing to me. They are peaceful to me. Um, They are kind-hearted to me. They are authentically nice to me. Another way of saying it, they are genuinely polite towards me. They really have hospitality down packed. Um, I I can also say that um, because I'm a person who can differentiate between unsavory characters and savory characters because they are outside of religion, both, and they're also inside of religion, both. The ones I deal with in particular are the savory characters. They are authentic, genuine, real, raw, and rugged, and that's what I appreciate about them. I we have excellent conversations about each and every verse in all religious texts. Um, being around them makes me feel internally and externally energized. Um, as a human rights person. I have an environmentalist heart and I am for the ethical treatment of animals. There will be some times where I may be invited to go to um, worship services, um, anniversaries, Events, Bible studies, choir practices, Sunday schools, Sabbath schools, sometimes on a Saturday or a Sunday or Monday through Friday, Monday to do on Thursday and Friday, sometimes where churches, mosques, temples, synagogues, centers, and monasteries will invite me to come because they need me to do um, humanitarian outreach within those houses of worship and I may be invited to um, 
Religious organizations may invite me to help them out with uh, humanitarian work. So I may be at their convention meetings sometimes or just convention events other times. It could be, I may be invited to religious conferences, religious seminars, religious workshops, religious convocations, religious consecrations, and, um, you know, religious gatherings of all kinds because there's a lot of people in the world of religion who are interested in learning how do I show um, the supreme being's love to a person like Antonio I want to learn I want to grow I want to study I want I'm I'm I have a holy obsession with learning how to be hospitable, inclusive, and and give a sense of belonging to people like Antonio. Because they'll because my podcast is a public podcast. Like my books are public books. So whatever you put out whatever I say, everybody has an opportunity to access it and they're gonna listen to it. And I think even though material is explicit that's not going to phase them because they're like, I need to know how people like Antonio think, how people like Antonio respond, react, feel, behave, what they say, and and how and why when it comes to all the above. So the world of religion is like, wow, there's way more people like Antonio in our world than I knew or assumed. Or they'll go, you know what, Antonio reminds me of so-and-so. He reminds me of so-and-so in my family. He reminds me of a co-worker, a friend, a talk buddy, hangout buddy. He reminds me of the people I grew up with, people I just know and know of. So they will look at me as, Antonio, thank you for sharing your doubts, your skepticism, because that is so helpful to us going to God. And God is really giving us answers and we feel like we're getting better and better and better at showing God's love to you. And they'll be like, Antonio, thank you for not lumping us all in as one and the same. Thank you for not giving into monolithic thinking. Thank you for not allowing the traumas of the past to make you an enemy of all faith-based human beings and you know, Antonio, we thank you so much for still having a high respect for Jesus because we've heard some of your episodes and it and you summarize Jesus so perfectly and eloquently and you know, you make us have a higher view of Jesus because for you to be a part of those being forced into those religious cults and being forced into those Satan's churches, we can't even call them God's churches because how can you do organized crime be about God? And they'll be like, Antonio, thank you for still having a heart for Christ because, and thank you for still following him because that gives us hope that no matter what you go through, you can never lose sight of Christ. So a lot of people in religion will appreciate that. And they'll go, you know what, Antonio? I look forward to giving you the church experience you were robbed of. I look forward to giving you the mosque experience you were robbed of. I look forward to giving you the um, 
temple experience you were robbed of. I look forward to giving the monastery um, experience that you were robbed of. I look forward to giving you the synagogue experience you were robbed of, the monastery experience you were robbed of. I look forward to giving you those experiences. And what they really respect about me is I don't try to change all of their thinking and living. I don't try to change all of their convictions I don't try to change all of their perspectives because it's unnecessary. Plus, I don't brainwash people. Um, I don't mind people not thinking like me when it comes to everything because I want people to be themselves. I don't want to control anybody. Um, And then I feel like this. In reality... For me, I really, and I make it clear to them, in the human rights world, we do not value abolishing religion because then that gives religious people the right to abolish secularity. So it's it's an unnecessary civil war and it is so needless. It's like, Nothing good comes out of that because people have a right to be of religion as well as not be of it. And that's our human rights stance. And to get rid of one is to get rid of the other and to get rid of all is like, no. So we let people be people. As long as you're a good person, that's your religion. You can rock with it. If you don't do religion at all, that's okay too, you know? So I feel in my heart that um, in my view, I'll be going to these um, houses of worship and religious organizations events sometimes um, because I recognize that in the world of religion, that there's a lot of people who think exactly what I think, but they may be fearful, nervous, um, terrified, petrified, and horrified. They may feel like, I can relate to what Antonio is saying, but what will be the consequences if I state how he's feel? You know, he feels. So, in my regard, um, me being of religion, you know, me being a person who's doing an episode like this, it makes me really thankful that I'm doing an episode like this because it's so important for, for people to really understand that um, me questioning religion is all about the fact that I'm a doubting Thomas who means religious people well. I'm the doubting Thomas who means faith-based people well. I'm the doubting Thomas who means spirituality people well. I'm the doubting Thomas who means the deities and Christ figures that people believe in well. Um, I'm the doubting Thomas who means spirituality people well. The doubting Thomas who means house of worship and religious entities well. So I'm a doubting Thomas with a good heart. 
because it's easy to hear the concept of doubting Thomas and automatically think that this person's pure evil. That's not my heart. And most doubters, there's nothing pure evil about us. Um, we're skeptics because life has aspects of it that are just so confounding. Such a conundrum. The dilemmas are off the hook, off the charts. So that's why I'm a, a doubting Thomas, the black autistic version of that. So I will never tell people not to go to a house of worship. I will also not, I will also not tell people to go to a house of worship. I assessed honestly who people are. I helped them out. I'm like, if that is a part of who you are, that's a healing power to you, then yes, you should go to house of worship. Now, if house of worship that doesn't help you heal, then don't go. I only tell you to do something, not to do something once we both are on the same page about who and what you are, as well as who you're not and what you're not. Both are important. So that's the human rights stance. We, um, that's just how us in the human rights world think. So, and then I think about how, um, in my view... Um, I've healed in the religion aspect of my life because I'm able to feel completely comfortable with believers now, with theists now. Um, I feel that um, for for, for me to be an open-minded, open-hearted individual... Being around believers does not make me uncomfortable. I'm just like in any part of life, we have to have discernment, healthy selectivity over who and what we're around and who we're not around and what we're not around. And even in the world of religion, we have to be very careful, um, too, because we have to, you know, we have to make sure that when we're in the world of religion, okay, that people have pure heart intentions. And because religious people attribute their pure heart intentions to God, I respect that. As long as you got a pure heart, I can respect the source of where it comes from. And uh, my issue with believers is very much better than what it was before because I was, I'm healing and they're healing too. So for example, when I'm on the clubhouse app, I go into believer rooms where I automatically feel the divine. It's not a struggle. It's not difficult. It's not hard. I feel it the whole time. So Clubhouse, I'm very, on apps, I'm just very careful about belief rooms because it's very important to surround, to surround myself with believers who specialize in loving me. They don't take offense to me because they understand that I didn't ask to have these doubts. I didn't ask to have these skepticism. I would tell them that 
I would say half of my doubts come from my childhood traumas. And the other half of my doubts come from scholarship and science disagreeing with religion when it comes to findings, claims, and doctrinal teachings. And I'm able to be real about that without shredding anyone's faith because that's not what I intend to do. That's not what I'm doing. Um, What I'm doing is inviting healthy public conversations about what's written in the text and how to interpret them lovingly. Um, I recognize that um, I've healed in the area of Christian women. Um, Growing up, um, I didn't know the difference between godly women and women who said they were godly, but how I saw them treat me and other people was ungodly. You know, you know, like I'll give you examples I mentioned earlier. You know, trying to get me in sex scandals with them. I've talked about the past episodes, and using, you know, and trying to use me for sex to cover up their traumas. Um, I've told you that story, but. I can honestly say I know that Christian women are not like that. There's Christian women, then there's Pharisee women. Christian women actually live up to God and the edicts of God. The Pharisee women are the ones I'm talking about, the ones who claim holiness. But... They wanted to entrap me and ensnare me, right? But this episode is mostly positive. I'm just saying to all the faith-based people listening that I I have discernment distinctions and I can distinguish. I can do all that. It's not difficult for me at all. Um, It is very easy for me to understand that there's a difference between um, like Christian men and Pharisee men, Christian men, embrace people like me. Pharisee men, not giving me a chance, they just quickly write me off to hell without trying to understand the joys and pains of my life and how God uses both to um, bless the world. See, Christian men understand that Pharisee men don't. And yes, you have non-binary people in the kingdom. And um, they are excellent people. Um, I will say that being in the world of religion has um, 
it's given it, I have I had time to step back and given and I've given myself time to really analyze where I came from. And I can honestly say it's been truly a blessing, pun intended, to um look back at my time and say, well, not all of it was completely bad. Because now moving forward with people in religion, we get to do life together. Um, you know, we get to eat together. It's kind of like, and I'll end with this. I feel like Acts chapter 2 verses 42 through 47 is the most beautiful way to close out this episode, right? So, this is my tribute to people of um, religion. So, myself and faith-based communities and interfaith interfaith communities, we get to devote ourselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread, and, hey, because they're faith-based persons, prayer will be involved. We will all be filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by us with apostolic spirits. We will all be together. We'll have everything in common. We will sell property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. Very frequently, we will continue to meet together and environments that are conducive to our well-being. We will break bread in in their homes and we will eat together with glad and sincere hearts and because they're faith-based persons, they'll be praising God and enjoying, you know, they'll be there will be, it was what I mean to say, there will be praising God and joining in the favor of all the people and, and because of faith-based persons and the Lord added to our number daily to those who are being uh, sanctified. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like there will be a fellowship of us. Um, I think that's how we are. Um We will be a Christ-like community because we attract people to Christ-likeness. And our zeal for agape love and being of spiritual meat will be contagious because we're healthy, because we're wholesome, But because we're lovingly compassionate, we're going to grow in enormous numbers. And we will do everything we can to make each other the kind of of church that that will attract other Christ-likeness. What do I mean when I say these things? What I mean is, is that what it said in Acts chapter 2, verse 42 through 47, it's not about forced conversions. It's all about we have the spirit of Jesus that is uh, is there there's no being uppity. There's no thumbing our nose up. There's no being high and mighty. 
There's no haughty spirits. There's no um, warring against people who are not a part of denominations. And there's no war against people who are not Christian, who are not Christians, or no. There's no war against people who aren't. Who are, there's no war against people who are secular. There's no war against people who practice other religions that aren't Christianity. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about that we will be like an excellent community where um, we will be of one heart and one mind. We will not claim any of our possessions as our own, but we will share everything we have. With the great power of us with apostolic spirits, we will continue to be the living, breathing examples of the resurrection, the Christ-like resurrection. And our and our divine grace will be so powerfully at work in us all that there will be no needy, needy persons among us because we will bless the needy like there's no tomorrow each and every chance we get. So for from time to time, those of us who own land and houses, we will sell them. We will we we will bring the money from the sales and put it at you know and it'll be put at our feet and um we will distribute to anyone who had need we will sell fields if we have to that our own and we will bring the money put and they will put it at the uh at our feet at our apostolic feet we will share our possessions because our Christ likeness means that we are all one with each other and one with Christ. <sighs> oh, and I was breathing a sigh of health, ha- happy relief, healthy relief. But Because of my story, I may, from time to time, be invited by religious television networks um, to discuss how I grew up in religion and how the crime world impacted my views on religion and how to love people like me. So that's going to happen. So from time to time, you know, like Christian award shows, those kind of things will, um, I'm sorry, those kinds of um, environments will invite me because they want to know how do we show Christ's love to people like Antonio in terms of our, you know, we want to bless people like Antonio when it comes to our Christian films, our Christian television, our Christian Award shows, our um, you know, our Christian like museums and our Christian um, theme parks. So, a lot of believers will be like, "Oh my God, we really, I I really want to learn how do I love people with autism? How do I love people who are black? How do I love people who are sexually fluid, gender gender fluid?" And how do I love people who are forced into crime syndicates, especially as kids? So from time to time, I'll be on Christian Television Network 
programs and Christian award shows, Christian theme parks, Christian museums. Uh, I said Christian award shows, Christian movies, Christian TV, because they want to know. They'll be like, oh my God, we're so interested. So like there's screenings and events, some of them may actually put me in there. Um, you know, film, you know, I might be in Christian filmography, Christian cinematography, Christian videography, Christian audiography. That's a word. I think so. I just made it up because I'm educated. Um, I think that's going to happen. And I'm speaking into existence because the body of Christ, a lot of people, body of Christ are very interested in a person like me, my story and what happened to me and how I felt. I think there'll be way more love than the occasional hateration, which the body of Christ will like, leave him alone. If you don't leave him alone, you're going to have to deal with us. This We're going to have a problem because I'm be like, I'm not here to attack you. I've had these struggles, this pain, and I think it will be fine. I could see a, I could see some churches like all like all kinds of house of worship. I could see them having me like do a special kind of preaching. Um, I know that my podcast um, is for all audiences, so they're gonna listen and. Um, I think what my preaching will do, it will basically um, be more like lecturing. Because sometimes some churches, they do the most accepting of lecturers. So my lecturers will be honoring of the Bible, but it'll be a universal way. Like, I won't, um it w- it won't be me bashing them it won't be me trying to change all their beliefs it will be my preaching the gospel in a way in ways that um are respectful to believers Respectful to non-believers, it'll be the way I preach the gospel that brings both together. It won't be tragically polarizing. That I can tell you. So I look forward to doing lecturing in all house worship, churches, mosques, and synagogues, temple centers, and and, um, monasteries. So... I can breathe a sigh of relief for the final time of this episode.